You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Well, if this movie has taught me anything in life, and that is when you guys eventually get married, I am supposed to drive to Detroit and try to ruin the wedding so Eric marries me instead. We're talking about my best friend's wedding. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Excited to see your attempt in doing that. It's not going to be an attempt, bud. Listen, it's, I've met you before, Sarah. Obviously, I've pledged my heart to you before her, so <laughs> it's, it's going to be a lot. We have a share, the same love for movies as we do each other. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot. But at the same part, uh, Sarah could come along to my best friend's wedding. Uh, how many times have you seen this movie now, Sarah? Uh, oh gosh, I I don't actually know. Um, but this was definitely not my first time seeing this movie. And Jordan, how about you? Uh, first time, bud. Uh, this was your first time. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen this movie. Yes. All right. So, well, going into it, is there any? Did you do any research? I know. Um, you like to spoil yourself, as as we all, as we all know, you do. Right. Um, did I? Uh, short answer: No. I, I I sat down with my wife. I said, "Okay, what exactly am I getting myself into?" She told me what I'm getting myself into, and I went, "Oh, that sounds absolutely horrible. Let's get into it." I mean, that was literally the uh, the yeah. I mean, that, yeah, well, that was it. I mean, um, I know only one thing from this movie, and I knew the say a little prayer for you. That's mm-hmm. all I knew. I mean, who hasn't seen or know that, right? Everybody knows that. Oh yeah. Uh, other than other than that, I have I, I I I couldn't tell you what this movie was about, and I'm so mad that I've seen this movie. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, like tell us your real feelings about this. This movie was directed by uh, P.J. Hogan. Doesn't really Oof. do much um, before or after. Mm-hmm. And it was written by a Ronald Bass. Ronald Bass. Ronald Bass. He did Rain Man. He did Entrapment. He did, he did Joy Luck Club. Uh, just to name a few. He's he's got a lot. So I did Wedding to Exhale. I know that's your favorite. <laughs> I'm not going to share that story about Wedding to Exhale. We'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Off air. Um, so I will say, okay, so we get ready to watch this movie and, and my wife's telling me about it and she's like, just so you know, it's not good. I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, so then how many times have you seen it? She's like, oh, half a dozen. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you, do you watch this movie to be ironic or do you watch this movie because you think it's actually good, but you're saying it's not good. And it, it was, this was an argument for like 15 minutes. Is it good or is it not good? She's like, well, it is and it isn't. And it's like, no, 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 honey, I'll give you an example. Jason Takes Manhattan is a horrible movie, and I like watching it because I like laughing at it. Is that the same thing for you here? Well, it has some sweet moments. I watched her more than the movie. That's that's fair, I think. Right, because there were scenes where she's just laying there on the couch, snug as a bug, you know, like a nice cinnamon bun, Mm -hmm. if you will. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, like a scene that she remembers is popping up. So then she sits up and she gets all like, you know, like, you know, giddy about it. 
And then after after that scene, she lays back down. Was she excited for you to experience the scene? She was excited for herself because it's it's terrible. Uh, guys, look, look. I don't I don't want to just sit here and just bash everything, but I I I, I do gotta get something off my chest here <laughs> by my best friend's wedding. The first thing I gotta say, and I said this throughout the whole movie, because I had my stink face on. You know what I mean? The whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the opening credits first. Okay. First of all, mm-hmm. first of all not only is the bride wearing Rachel Green's dress uh-huh. from season one of Friends. Nobody ever takes that away from her. Uh, this is horrible. Like I'm watching this little like 1950s song and dance in a in a in a room. Not a room. It's 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 clearly a soundstage. It's a studio, it's yeah. A studio, and they're they're hoping and ribbon and hoping, you know, doing that whole thing. And I'm like, Gina, are these the main actresses in the movie? She's like, No. Oh, are they in the movie at all? No. Why are they here? Is this like a 1950s movie? No. Okay. I, I always felt that that opening credit scene felt so strange and out of place. Mm-hmm. I I don't understand it. So Never it had. makes no sense. No, no, you're you're right. It 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 doesn't. But unusually enough, I I don't know if this has anything to do with anything about it. But in um, as far as I remember, because I don't remember them doing like these types of intros really in any other parts of cinema maybe there's might be sprinkled some out there but really late 80s in a lot of the 90s it had a, like these intros an intro to the title card or intro after the or um, a sequence after the title card and this was one i remember sister act had one too if you remember that um uh, uh oh there was a dinosaur one um that had it Tammy and the T-Rex you know there was so there was, was a bunch Tammy and the T-Rex? there <laughs> I'm just saying that there, that there was a, a bunch where where this intro whatever it was had completely nothing to do with the rest of the movie it was just I don't even know if it was just um like a way for the studio or some sort of affiliate to push like a promotion or uh the other part of it was to combine a song with the launch of a movie too that was really big in the 90s especially with blockbuster movies you in rom-coms that was a big one as well too you usually would get the that second wave of money that you know from uh hyper producing like uh, or matching a song or uh, a hairstyle or a color or clothes or something with none of that happened not that not in this uh, no, but then again, this is another Julia Roberts. Hey, actually, why did we pick this one? There was are so many other rom coms to to pick of, especially in the '90s. Uh, all of them might have even been starring Julia Roberts. Uh, but why did we settle on this one, Sarah? What do you think? Oh, good question. Um, I I remember. You know, we at one, at one point I feel like we had a couple of either Julia Roberts movies or a couple uh, Sandra Bullock movies, and we had to pick one. And I don't know if we have any Sandra Bullock on our list anymore, but Julia Roberts, yeah, I don't know why we didn't pick, you know, Pretty Woman. Um, that was, is that 90s? Yep. Uh, Runaway well, yeah, but Bride, the, Notting Hill. But these aren't, we're not looking at 90s love movies. We're just looking at love movies in general. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure why we picked this one. Well, you know, my wife had to help us too. Maybe she gave the suggestion. There's mm-hmm. tons of movies that we're not reviewing. Like you've yeah. got Mail as an example. Uh, I actually would have picked another Meg Ryan movie, City of Angels. That's another fun uh, one. Right? Just horrible. But Soundtrack, I, by the way, too. 
I, I actually owned the soundtrack. But <laughs> it's true. It's nice. True. It's true. Everyone uh, did, one... to be honest. Do you have yeah, it on cassette? Uh, no, I did not have it on cassette. <laughs> I had, for one Christmas, I got the City of Angels CD and also the Godzilla soundtrack CD because nice. fuck daddy. Um, I don't know why we picked it, but I'm glad we did pick it because I got a chance to see a movie uh, that's in the zeitgeist, especially for my wife's world. Um, I got to see another Julia Roberts movie. I don't know why I don't like a Julia Roberts movie, but let's get into the movie real quick. Um, we don't swear much in Movie Guys podcast, but what, I do want to say something that's not controversial. That's not controversial. Here he goes, okay. unhinged. Jordan. Julia Roberts is a bitch, and she's a horrible person. Woo! Yes, there in it is. In this movie, she was. She's a I will not deny that. Person. She is a horrible character. Now, Julia Roberts, like you said, Julia Roberts herself, no. I'm talking about her character. She's a bitch. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is ridiculous. Now, I'm going to show you guys. Go with me on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what I had to witness with this movie. We get this opening credits of the song and dance, pa-pow, right? Then we get into this fancy restaurant. I don't think they say the city. I think New York, maybe. New York. It, is, it is New York. Okay, and it's a fancy thing. It's like Gordon Ramsay style. All these chefs are blah, 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 right? And we find out that Julia Roberts' character, I don't even know her name because I didn't care. Julianne. Uh, so, well, her name's, well, well, Jules. Julianne. Julie. Okay, am I saying Julianne Jules or Julia Roberts? What do you people want? <laughs> I'm just telling you what her name is in the movie. You said you didn't know. She goes, her name is Julianne. Uh-huh. She goes by Jules, played okay. by Julia Can Roberts, you... who also uses the nickname Jules. I'm could used you, to say Jules. Could you, for the sake of the podcast, call her by your name? No, because <laughs> I'm not like this. So anyway, so she's sitting there Jordan, with... Jordan, Jordan, <laughs> That's not my name. That's not my name. They call oh. me... Anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I'm watching this movie, Pa-pa, right? And then Julia Roberts is sitting there with her boss, and she's a food critic. And everybody's like, oh, my God, I hope that everything is great. And she's like, this is really good. And they're like, oh, God. And then she proceeds to tell her boss about this one-month love affair that she had with a guy in college nine years ago, which is like, oh, my God, we're older than her in this movie? Oh, my God. They are 28 years old in this movie. No, she is 27. She's 27. A couple weeks shy of her 28th birthday. Oh, my God. That's the first thing I said. I was like, Gina, we're older than her by, Uh like, eight years. And she's like, shh, 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 shh. I was like, okay. (laughs) So, and then she tells us the story about this fling, this romance she had, like this summer of love, if you will. And it just didn't work out. She gets cold feet because she's a bad person. And she breaks it off with him. But then something happened. Her and this guy just just couldn't just not be friends and not be with each other anymore. But they made a pact. So they were friends throughout the past seven, eight, nine years or whatever. After college, they would call each other. I don't think they would see each other. I think they would just call each other because they live in different cities. She's in New York. He's in Chicago. But without rambling, um, she says, but we both make a pact that we, if we are not married by 28, we are going to marry ourselves. Ha <laughs> ha. Isn't that silly? Because I don't really love him. It's just a fling. Ha <laughs> ha. The next scene, he calls her and says, "I'm getting married," and she falls off the bed. I have to go to I have to go to uh, Chicago to destroy the wedding. Horrible person, bad person. Now, now, hold on. Before we dig too hard in at Jules here, I, I want to say that she is at fault for a lot of things in this movie, but uh, Dermot Mulroney is not without fault. Oh no. 
No, that man is just as guilty as she is. Yeah, yeah, it, it, most certainly. And throughout this relationship, I'm first. I'm introduced as that they tried it out, didn't work. They recognize that that they're platonic, and it will never go above that. And then they kind of proceed to have. Well, definitely, you know what they describe as like more of like a brother sister relationship. Clearly not, and. It seems to me like progressively as they talk and interact throughout the movie that their nine-year big air quote relationship was nothing more than some sort of non-committal bang fest, right? Like that just seemed a bit more realistic of what it was, the way that they are just constantly just kind of flirting. And then the big tick for me was on the boat when I'm sure it was just a joke, hearty har har in the in the nineties, when the uh the proposal for oh well, you know, our our uh what well, the the twice a twice a year affair that oh. they're gonna be having too. It just seems like and they were both just seemed to like be on board with it, as if to be like, Yeah, we're we're just gonna keep this going, right? Where we still have sex with each other, but we don't no, have No, I don't see it that way at all. I think they legitimately had a friendship and then George calls it out and he says it's amazing the clarity that comes with psychotic jealousy she is so jealous of this other person that she feels like she was actually in love with him even though she really isn't she realizes in the end no I do not love this person he really is my best friend uh I think it's legit that she says uh you know the two the twice a year affair is a joke I don't see that as serious you know what it might be better for everybody going into this movie, uh, or even after, for myself talking here, to again remind yourself that this movie is not so much a romance; it's more about a, what a, a a comment about about a crazy person, about an actual psychotic crazy person doing the most horrible, like sociopathic behavior of, and just more than once, right? Like it's it's. And to multiple people, everyone around her, it just she sucks them in. It just seems so ridiculous. But this movie set women back ten years. <laughs> Let's. Uh... I'm dead serious. I, I said that to Gino. Like, I mean, it's funny because that statement I just made is laughable and ridiculous because I don't really believe that. But well, it did. She's a boss, Jordan, 27 years no. old, and she's a no. New York so. an esteemed food critic. It doesn't matter. She's a fancy food critic. Because it does. All, because all that matters. At 27. Matter, who could ignore matter. the dress code? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter her about career. I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of dead serious on this in a way. Like, it doesn't matter to her career. All that matters to her is the almighty penis. I'm telling you. Because she was fine. She was with her gay boss. She was, you know, on her high horse, on her ivory tower. These chefs are flipping out because the big food critic is here. And then as soon as, you know, the quote-unquote man of her dreams, the not man of her dreams, her friend, says he's getting married, I have to drop everything and go stop them to proclaim my love for him so he can be mine forever. That well, is, Jordan, that is, not is a strong... obvious you are not a woman. <laughs> That's bullcrap, Sarah. Come I on. am not saying I have ever tried to break up a wedding, but there is certainly times where you see that an ex is getting married or they have moved on happily with someone else, and you're like, I need that person right now. Like, that has yes. never happened to you? Yes, but you're saying You don't go, well, I am. I'm going. You're, you're saying right. you're not going to. A, no ex is ever going to invite you to their wedding. 
I don't care who they are. They're not going to invite you to the wedding. And number two, you're not going to go and destroy it. Now, we can sit here and try to psychoanalyze all this nonsense. But you know I'm right, Sarah. That's all this is about for her is to get a man. He's a trophy. That's all he is to her. I have been to an ex's wedding. And no, I did not try to stop it because I was not in love with him. Um, But, uh, yeah, I would say a majority of people have felt that jealousy and just never acted on it. Okay, so this movie is a fantasy for crazy people. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. The only person in this movie that has sense, that has some sort of sanity, who was completely innocent, and I can't believe I'm saying this for the first time, Say it. was Cameron Diaz. That's right. Mm-hmm. This uh, hold, right. Well, I will also argue that. She meets this woman for the first time and immediately says, you're going to be my maid of honor and my best friend forever. Yeah. She's who quirky. She's quirky. I like her character throughout she's the whole movie. She's 20 years old. She's an exactly. innocent. Yeah, she's innocent. She can't even buy alcohol. She's having a gay old time. She's fun. She's quirky. She's a sorority girl. <laughs> Daddy's bought me everything. She's, she's innocent. naive. She's horribly yeah. naive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and horribly we get naive. that, but that's, I think that's supposed to what it's supposed to express just to show that this this delicate, fragile, innocent person it, it just who has done nothing, and it's been nothing but friendly and loving to to a stranger that this character still decides to be just so screw rude. her over i don't yeah i want to say just like being dead is just so is not even like yeah i would say like being just the worst type of person slap her in her face like in front of her family it, not, not you know metaphorically not actually but like to put her in the almost the horrible positions of flirting in front hard in front mm-hmm. of her uh, to Dermot Mulroney, putting her in like the karaoke situations, just what a weird like. There would have been a line cross so long ago that Cameron oh, Diaz's yeah. character should have just popped a bitch, really. But she threw it all away with the bull crap at the end of the movie. She's a big I mean, like, woman, okay, man. Okay, so I think it's safe to say that for people who are listening to this episode. Because of how it's going, I'm thinking that we're not going to get a traditional episode where we go all the way through beginning, middle, and end. I think we're going to jump all over the place. The reason why I say this is because I want to say that I liked her character until the end of the movie. Girl, you're 20 years old. Your parents are filthy freaking rich. Your dad owns the Chicago White Sox. You can literally have any man you want. Okay? You see him make out with his quote-unquote best friend in the gazebo, and you still marry him at the end of the movie. And then Gina, my wife, says, well, he didn't kiss her back. His hands were all over her body. Yes, he kissed her back. He kissed her back. And she takes him back. Bullcrap. 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 He looks good, though. And And oh, man, can he sing? He can sing. Yeah, I didn't know who this guy was. Um, You don't know Dermot Mulroney? Are you serious? Well, will you let me explain for a second? No, I'm going to actually let you sit back in my shock a bit more, Jordan. All right, go ahead. (laughs) So I was like, who is this guy? This guy looks familiar. Where have I seen him before? I've seen this guy. I've seen this guy. So throughout the majority of the movie, I was like, I've seen this guy. So eventually I just gave up and I I IMD beat him. I was like, oh, he's the business partner with uh, Ashton Kutcher and Jobs. Okay. I know that guy. That's all I've seen him in. What? That's all I've seen him. Really? And now this one. I'm freaking out here. That, that's you can freak you, it all you want. You know he him. was in the TV show New Girl. 
I don't I don't know what that is. Uh, he was in Young Guns. Um, I have to see Young Guns again, dude. You know how long it's been since I've seen Young Guns? Uh, probably a long time. A very long time. Probably 20 years, dude. Angels in the Outfield. Okay, I don't even remember that movie. Sometimes I get that confused with Rookie of the Year. So come on, forgive me. I, I, I get it, but I mean, I'm just... You know what I mean? I'm, he's I'm, not somebody that I follow. Like, he's not, so, he's not a leading man. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just not that guy. So, sure, sure. I, I guess I would more put him into that familiar face, and obviously so, of it was in this part, where you, you know the face, you don't know the name in, immediately. Mm-hmm. That's all it was for me. But also, I, I want to say about Cameron Diaz, a little behind the scenes here. This movie came out in 97 for all the people that are following timelines. This is a year after Mask, her starring role, and a year before There's Something About Mary, her career-defining role. This was her little thing in between. Good for her. She's getting, yeah, this is the the upswing here, right? Right. So, uh, no, I mean, that's my two cents on 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 uh, on her. I, I, I will say that the character that I loved fabulously, and I say that pun uh, on purpose, is, is Julia Roberts' gay um, uh, boss. He's absolutely to die for, and the reason why... I am saying his uh, her gay boss is because that's his character trait. That's his character defining moment. There's nothing special about him besides the fact he's gay. The token gay, right? You know what I'm trying to say. Like I'm 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 being I'm being cheeky, I guess, uh, for a reason because that's it. He is the token, fabulous, all knowing uh, gay guy. Oh, so yeah. I mean, good. I mean, good for him. Well, absolutely. Be- it. I, I and I was bringing this up to, to Sarah. Bringing it up now is that Rupert Everett is his name was an unknown basically before and an unknown after. This was his one-hit wonder. He stole the movie for almost... Maybe maybe it was just that bad of a movie to where his performance was the one part that made everyone forget how bad this movie was. But I do remember that uh, when this movie came out, he was the one that was getting the buzz. He was the one hitting the circuits. And that's more because Julia doesn't do a lot of press. Um, always, you know, it was always other people. Uh, but... He stole the show. And, no, he was absolutely awesome. Yeah, and he got a lot of uh, a lot of push from this movie. Uh, oh, we were looking it up. Oh, I can look it up now. He did a few follow ups that that did not go, but he was he got focus from this movie, and everyone thought that he was going to be someone to look for after, and it just never looked. Oh, did Shakespeare in Love? Oh, oh. He was uncredited as Kit Marlowe. A Midsummer Night's Dream was the big one, and so and so was uh, Inspector Gadget. So those were his two oh, big movies boy. after that. He movie. was the voice of Prince Charming in Shrek. Okay, I mean, good for him on that one, I guess. Um, but okay, okay, yeah, not a good career. Uh, but he was he was he terrific voice in this. Work. He, I think he, he was terrific. Come back. He was terrific in this movie. But anyway, so again, so like Julia Roberts is going to go to Chicago to stop the wedding. Just to be a bitch, really, right? I mean, like she doesn't say that she loves him at this point, right? Like when they're when she's at the airport going to Chicago, she doesn't say that she loves him, right? Or am I wrong? Um, I don't remember, but it's a lot of like she has what's mine and I want it. Right, but Sarah, I, I, I have to be she with says, him under the gazebo. I think she says, "I love you." I'm, I'm quite sure she gazebo. says but, but, under the gazebo. before that, though. Like leading up in the airport, she's talking to George. Right, and, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't think she does say that. You know, I maybe. No, no, not not there. That's the, was the, a very frustrating thing about this movie is this character again has many opportunities to correct herself to have this opportunity, this window. I think that they even talk about a few different times, and it's almost like in reference to as I look to it now, they make it. Is if like that window is to be, you know, for love, take your advantage. You know, uh, remember when her and uh, Michael were on the ferry and they went underneath uh, one of the bridges and mm -hmm. they highlighted uh, with that because of the strings that came in as maybe one of the moments that was a missed opportunity. But in reality, it was just another one of the moments where, where Jules should have really come clean and stopped this mess and, and been true to herself and she never really was that until the end of the movie when she realizes geez i'm i'm really destroying everyone around me where she has that breakdown and uh, thankfully we have uh you know uh, lord and jesus uh paul giamani to come and save the day i could not believe he was in this i was like that's paul giamani and jesus like who i was like oh boy uh by the way i didn't know that julia roberts was a smoker she was inhaling yeah wasn't and everybody a smoker in the 90s I mean, not a, I guess, but I was just surprised. I was just surprised that I, she was a smoker. You and she was a Roberts. Don't mean to cut you off there, but that whole that whole damn family. If you look them up, they we'll leave it at that. I, I I don't know anything about the family. I'm assuming she comes from a well-to-do family. Then there's Julia Roberts. There's Eric Roberts. There's Emma Roberts, and all of them have been. This is a different podcast, different time. Let's okay. go. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. I don't know anything about these people because um, I never watched Julia Roberts. Um, she was in Aaron Brockovich, right? She was Aaron yes. Brockovich. Okay, Correct. that's only that's only Julia Roberts movie I saw besides Pretty Woman. Um, Stop. What? I'm not lying. You've never Why seen Runaway Bride? You've no? never seen. Why? Why would I see Runaway Bride? Oh, because it's so good. No, uh, it's not. Stepmom. Hey, hey. I've never seen Stepmom. How can you say that it's not good if you haven't seen it? Charlie Wilson's War. Never seen Charlie Wilson. Hold on, Larry Crown. We know we've done a movie where we've we've reviewed one before. Mirror, mirror. Ocean's Twelve. Uh, okay. Eat, pray, love. Yep. Uh, eat, pray, love. The no, Mexican. I've seen that one. Not seen the Mexican. Mona but Lisa. I have seen Mono? the Ocean. Movies, Ocean's Eleven. So. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. So like Oceans, I've seen her in. So Oceans, this, and Pretty Woman. Notting Hook. Hill. Hook? No. Oh, Hook. Oh, she's so right. good she's in Hook. Was she good? That movie's terrible, Sarah. <gasps> Hook Notting is Hill. <laughs> Hook? Are you, did, Hook is... did you just say the words of the, mo the movie Hook Steven is bad? Spiel <gasps> Steven Spielberg almost uh, fired her because she was drugged out on set. Uh, Flatliners? No. <sighs> Mystic Pizza. Didn't we do no. Mystic Pizza? No, we did when not would do you Mystic have done pizza? Mystic Pizza? Uh, no. In my dreams. Steel Magnolias? No. <sighs> All right. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Oh, I I, it's okay. Movies. You know, my fault. I wanted to get off of the the Roberts family, and here we are talking about everything Jerry right. Roberts done. Um. So let's talk about the karaoke scene, right? So this is a big part of the movie where you know uh, Cameron Diaz needs to let her hair down and and be more free because she's not already spunky enough. And Julie Roberts is like, "You need to sing," and she's like, "No, I'm horrible. I can't carry a tune." And uh, no, she can't. She can't mm -hmm. sing. And I love how everybody hated Cameron Diaz and then realized that she was owning it and she sucks. So they loved it too. And Julia Roberts had to sit there and skulk. And I'm mad at Cameron Diaz because this woman is sitting five feet in front of you and you can't see her skulking at you. Come on, honey. 
She's just not that interesting. She's naive. She's just kind of a oblivious. Yeah, she's so in love with what's his face that doesn't matter. Which is which is funny to me. Okay, so let's just, let's just call it out here. She's from a very well-off family. Again, yes. her dad owns the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's marrying a guy, which comes up a few times in this movie, who's a nobody. Mm-hmm. The sports she writer. Wouldn't, she wouldn't be marrying this guy. Also, she is uh, just finished her junior year at school to be an architect. Um, she <laughs> would be doing that just for fun. Architects right. do not make good money. Uh, and also, architects do not belong to sororities that dress like that. Um, I, I can tell you, no architects. No architects in architecture school are ever that put together. It's a private college, obviously. It's funny, though, it's because she plays an architect and... Uh... And there's something about Mary. It's kind of funny. Oh, really? Oh, I don't think I've actually seen that movie. What? Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. No, I, I really have to. I mean, like, her going to school to be an architect, architect makes as much sense as Denise Richards playing Christmas Jones as a nuclear yes. physics in the Bond movie. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's just, oh, God. Oh, honey, no. Um, God, I mean, like, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I am not cutting this, this show short. I'm just trying to find my words about what else is wrong. Oh my God, when, uh, when the, when he's, when he's getting dressed uh, at the tuxedo, that scene was cringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, was... I would like to point out the, the timeline issues with this movie. That I realize that they they haven't known each other long. This is sort of a whirlwind romance. You know, he he proposes on a train, uh, and then they put together this massive wedding in a very short period of time, where he forgets I don't know to call his very best friend until four days before the wedding to be like, oh by the way, can you come? I don't know when he proposed. I think he, uh, uh, Sarah. Think about this though. Again, I've said this four times now. This is a very well-off family. When one of sure. the pretty when when one of the pretty daughters says to the parents, "I'm getting married," they have everybody on speed dial. Right. It's done and over with. I mean, drop everything. White sock family. We're taking care of. That's fair. But he was getting a custom suit made two days before his wedding. She, Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz went to pick out China patterns within three or four days of the wedding. That's something you do months in advance because it's going to be on your wedding registry. He, For again, us regular folk, Sarah, us regular folk. She's a white sock, <laughs> Sarah. She's a white sock. Yes, Jordan, which means she's going to inherit a shit ton of China. Excuse me for my language. Um, do, do you think Ivanka Trump it takes months to prepare for a wedding? No. She doesn't. I think she picked out her wedding china more than three days ahead of time. I, I doubt that. With the, I do that not. Uh, She's a white sock. Go on. I know. Um, and that does, like, that really bothered me that he would wait until four days before his wedding to call his supposed best friend to say, Come to my wedding. I'm scared. So many red flags with the situation. Um, and he expects her to just drop everything and show up, which, of course, she does because she's supposedly in love with him. Yeah. I'm going to call BS on that one with what you just said, Sarah, because she said in the beginning of the movie. Uh, oh, he uh, did call her a month before. You're yeah, right. he, yeah, yeah. He, yes. he's, he's been calling her and she doesn't return his phone calls. Nice friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just if if you're really friends with somebody that long and you share all these experiences with 
and they call you, okay, you're busy. You can't talk to them that day. I understand. But you don't wait a month, no. and then you still don't call them. They call you again. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's terrible. No, so, no, hold on. I know that uh, there isn't a whole lot of movie to, to talk about here. I mean, frankly, we could really just – uh, describe front to back this movie in in probably about five minutes to, to be honest but we could just go then and pick down the characters we've talked about Jules a bit let's talk about Michael a bit because it started with the this husband. phone call and uh, unless you wanted to talk about the movie a bit more Jordan but I just wanted to, we no, get into right. it is that uh, uh, we could talk about the, his behavior and how he is mm-hmm. uh, just as naive as Cameron Diaz in a lot of these things where it, you know, it, it just feels like just one of those uh, where everyone's just kind of confused in, in for the ease of the story uh, that they just kind of go along with it a bit more and no questions are asked. It's just like, oh, well, all right, then moving on over to, you know, stage left. It, and he does a perfect job of this of just kind of but at the same part leading her on, leading me on at least to think mm-hmm. that he's attracted to, to her. And we get that uh, many times. We don't get a whole lot with him and Cameron Diaz as well either. A, he's stupid. B, he's a genius. <laughs> I mean, days before his wedding, really, and he's not spending time with his family or her family so much as he is spending all of his time kind of with her. Or, mm-hmm. again, maybe it's just the movie makes it seem that way because, uh, in fairness, they, they are around them long enough, right? The brunch was at their family place and says all, it sounds, it? It sounds like uh, <laughs> there was a brunch, there was her Cameron Diaz's grandmother's dinner that they skipped out on. Um, I don't remember what else. Rehearsal dinners, all those things. No, I mean, I mean, like, he is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, clearly Jules comes all this way, not all this way, Chicago to New York, but I mean, she she comes this way. She's throwing herself at him, and either a like I said, he's either stupid or is a genius. He either a is stupid because he doesn't realize all these flags and two women are chasing him, or b he is a genius. He realizes that two women are chasing him, and at the end of the movie, he has to make a decision. No matter what, he's going to win. I'm I just, think he's stupid. Okay, I think he's genius just to just to fight you. <laughs> I, I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, it worked out in the end, so I, I don't know out. what else. He got exactly what he wanted. He had his cake, and he ate it too. No pun intended. <laughs> I'm serious. Tell well, me. I mean, like, is, I mean, he. If you're saying that in the end he gets a wife and gets to keep his best friend, uh, sure, that's him winning. But like, I, again, I don't see them. Uh, um, what Michael and uh, Jules. Um, as having like that that relationship of that one friend you had that you dated for a little bit and then you kind of hook up every time you're single. Um, you know, I know they did a lot of traveling together. They talked about that a lot. You know, that whole reminiscing in front of Cameron Diaz and kind of leaving her out of the the jokes and all that is, is you know, very uncomfortable. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, Go ahead. Go on. So I don't think... That in the end, he's seeing it as like, oh, I got a wife and I got a side piece. Yeah. I think he's seeing it as I got a wife. Awesome. My best friend is still my best friend. Done. Maybe. Maybe. I actually think 
uh, that he's an evil genius because this is all revenge to get back at her for breaking his heart nine years ago. <laughs> that might be uh, <laughs> looking at it too much. I, I think no, it, think it's about a it. long con, man. I just said no. I, I don't want to think about it. I, I think it's easier just to accept that um, Michael and Kimmy, Dermot uh, Mulroney and Cameron Diaz, are just too, their characters are so dumb. They're so, you know what I mean? They're, they're just so silly for each other that they're blind to see anything else or th that we see the focus on Jules who's trying to sabotage their wedding, but they're just so wrapped up in each other that they really don't see it. Even though, again, it seems like in many occasions throughout this movie, we're led to believe that Michael may have something, but maybe this is because we are, are seeing this through the perspective of Jules, right? Like, well, yes, I mean, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a dumb question to ask of a nineties movie, but we, I guess we have to, is like, whose, whose view, whose eyes are we watching this through? And it, it seems more obviously it's going to be through Julia Roberts, right? She's the main character. She's, uh, it's, it's her best friend's wedding, you know, yeah. so the movies after her and everything's about her. So I, I guess everything about it would, would be that. So in the moments where maybe I'm thinking that Michael still has a thing for her is just as Right, just as makes much sense as, as her believing it too. She doesn't believe that. She just said that because she wants to win. She wants her trophy. She wants the thing that she can't have. Mm. Right. No, I, I don't know. If that's true, though, Sarah. I think that's exactly true. She wasn't in love with him until he told her that he was going to marry somebody else. I think she always was in love with him, but to a certain degree, though, like. I, I really, truly feel that she thinks of him just as another restaurant that she has to uh, conquer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, wow. Yeah. Nice, right? I just said something smart. First time of the year. Well, <laughs> the reason why is I'm, because... I am proud of myself. That was good. But Show's I, yeah. over. Gold star. Is because but, we don't hear about her past so much. We just hear that it's been these two who have really been unable to live up to each other's expectation right and, and well, for for the person that they're supposed to get with we've heard that she she dates around but she never really has long-term relationships because she doesn't like the the quote-unquote ucky love stuff and you know she talks or he talks about how when he hugs kimmy in public she doesn't pull away and julia roberts is like wait but when we dated he was like yeah you you wouldn't you weren't happy to be touched by me in public um and she's like well now i am you know, trying to to make it seem like I've changed and now we should be together. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's talked about how um, she has had a string of relationships in the last nine years, but nothing ever sticks because she's just kind of a commitment phobe. Right. Well, That's I all want we know. you to want me. Okay, so are we going to talk about the "Say a Little Prayer for You" song? Is this a song? <laughs> Do yes. I know this? Is this an actual thing? How does everybody know this song at the table and the whole restaurant and not me? Also, I wish I was at that restaurant because that seems like a fun place to hang out. Oh, with the crab hands and... Oh, yeah. Oh, what was it called? It had a great name. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. They, they did keep, it. Keep, talk, keep talking. I'm going to find it. Um, okay. I, I don't remember the name of it, but I do know that I was watching the crab hand people because they reminded me of Left Shark. Oh, and yeah. I was, yeah, I, I I thought that was absolutely crazy. Um, God, I mean, I mean, this is iconic, right? And I 
and and I don't know why it's iconic. I don't know why everybody is. Is it because it's ridiculous? It's that's why this is iconic. Yes. Uh, the restaurant was called Barry the Kudas. There it is. <laughs> we 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 so so need to open up a restaurant. <laughs> that is absolutely amazing. Um, it's a Burt Bacharach song written for Dion Warwick. What? I, I, say I, say prayer, I say a little prayer. I say a little prayer. Is right. written by Burt Bacharach uh, and Hal David for Dion Warwick, nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, good times, good times. But uh, like just a popular okay. old oldie is what it is, Jordan. Okay, I, I didn't know that Burt Bacharach. All I know is that from Austin Powers. Burke I Bacharach think the only only. Oh. Yep. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's why you know that name. I think the only reason I know the song is from this movie. Right. I mean, nobody else. Nobody else knows this song. Nobody cares. Um, God. I mean, what's what's the big? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. She does one of the worst things. You would be tarred and feathered if this happened. She she goes to uh, White Sox's dad's office, mm-hmm. and she says she has to make calls and then she goes onto the web <laughs> and she sends a she sends a very shoddy email to Michael pretending to be Michael's boss? No, she sends a message to Michael's boss from quote unquote Kimmy's dad. White Sox dad. Yeah, White Sox dad saying, I've offered Michael this job. He says he won't take it because of you. Would you be able to talk him out of your job and tell him to come take this one? Because it's my daughter's very happiness is in in peril. And she he needs to take this job. Oh, my God. That's what so that he was. Gets, so he gets fired from that. Yeah. Uh, no, he doesn't get fired. Uh, his boss then sends him a very quick message uh, to the hotel, I assume, that says, hey, just so you know what you're marrying into, this is an email that I got today. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And that's when he calls off the wedding. Um, yeah, Jules needs to be tarred and feathered for that one. That's yes. bad. It was really bad. That is bad. And here's the funny thing. He still marries Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. Because she didn't do anything wrong. It's just stupid. Mom, she she did not do anything. Yeah, I would agree with you. She did do anything wrong, and uh, yeah, that sucks. Although uh, there's the other part too. Um, oh, his reaction in the karaoke bar to her. Right. Remember what he what? said to her? Uh, he's like, "Oh, tell me the truth for once." Oh, or, yes. That wasn't in the karaoke bar. That was later. After she asked him the first time to join her dad's business. Oh, that's right. And he's like, no, we talked about this already. I'm going to keep my job. And you're, you know, yeah, tell the truth for once. It was like, whoa, where did that that's, come from? That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. maybe we looking into it a bit more. But whatever. Uh, yeah. I wanted to very quickly touch on the fact that uh, Julia Roberts is given the wedding ring to hold on to. And, of course, she puts it on. Like any woman would do. And then it gets stuck. And Dermot Roroni sticks her finger in his mouth to get it off. You know, like friends to get, do. Excuse me. To get the ring off. Um, exactly. Like, quote unquote, friends do. Like, that's that's an entire finger you're sticking in a mouth. That's, that's a lot. I would expect Jordan to do the same for me. 
I mean, I was going to ask Sarah if that was okay with her because I was planning on doing that in a few months when I saw you guys. Yeah. You I, know, Jordan, my favorite part is yeah. after we watched this movie, I did bring that up and said, you know, if Jordan never asked me to, like, put my finger in his mouth, you know, there'd have to be a con- whole conversation about that. <laughs> so, can't wait for you to come visit. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so stupid. I try to avoid like, that part, yeah. Yeah, they like it was trying to be this really sexy kind of thing, and it just felt so uncomfortable to me oh, yeah. to watch. Oh, extremely uncomfortable. Like I have plenty of guy friends, and at no point would I ever want them to put my finger in their mouth. No, no, no that's 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 weird, and this <sighs> movie is weird, and I'm upset that this movie is even a thing. Like I, I mean, just just <laughs> just the nonsense. Just the utter nonsense that happens, uh, especially with the – I'm so glad you brought up that finger thing because I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. Like, I just – I'm sorry. I was so upset. Well, you want to do uh, – you, you want to do a little rate and riff here, riff and rate? Not, not yet. Not yet. Almost. Almost. I mean, I think I, there's not much left to talk about the movie, I guess, right? unless you got something else. Yes, I do. That's why I said not yet. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Not yet. The reason why is because I want to talk about the ridiculous, stupid end and the ridiculous, stupid ending of, oh my God, I can't say this with a straight face. Um, Julie Roberts and, and Michael make out in the gazebo. And guess what? He did kiss back girls. I don't care what you think. I guess that's the thing Gina said. And mm-hmm. after the kiss, he runs and chases her, breaks all these laws. Julia Roberts even steals a, a truck and they go to if there's a bread truck and they go to the train station and he's trying to find her he can't find her and then all of a sudden you know they have to have their moment of love and it's like guess what you go find your girl i know you really love her and the reason why i'm shorting this up is because that's literally the conversation yeah mm-hmm. really bad and then she's like i'm gonna go try to find uh you know cameron diaz and, and you try to find her and oh god we gotta find him and she finds her in the women's restroom at the Chicago White Sox stadium. And you have a bunch of like sassy women going, mm-hmm. Can't and you go, you go girl. And I got to do that. Like, what is this? Not my man. So she, she finds out that Kimmy is at the stadium because she happens to call the, um, the, the house or whatever. And one of the cousins, uh, reveals that somebody called there saying that they had seen Kimmy. I'm thinking if she's in a private box, why doesn't it have its own bathroom? If you own the White Sox, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not going to the public bathroom. Right. hundred percent. I just, I was so upset. And then she's like, Kimmy, Kimmy. And then you hear like, just meek. Yeah. It's like, really? Like just, oh, I was so frustrated because this could have been so much better. And then, you know, the big ending of, uh, she does her, Julie Roberts does her little, Best man speech, which they said a bunch of times, which is kind of weird, I guess, where there's like Julia Roberts is kind of like the best man. We never meet his groomsman. Yeah, it's his brother, his younger brother. That's it? Chris Masterson. That's it. Um, I don't know, maybe some no, buddies. And, and, uh, no, it's some buddies. Yeah, it's the other the guy from we Major League. And, some guys uh, from work or no, we don't know them. That's my issue, is that but 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 Julie's but but Jules, I would be upset if I was one of the anyway. Um, but all of a sudden she, she gets, she's the maid of honor. 
Yeah. The brother stands up and gives the best man speech, and then he All hands right. it over to the lovely Julianne. Yeah. Well, she and was she both. gives her... No, she's technically the maid of honor. Whatever. <laughs> Continue. Whatever. And then, and then she busts out you know, her old, uh, very 90s cell phone, which I'm jealous of. And her boss calls her and, <gasps> shocker, he's at the wedding. And yeah. they dance the night away with I say a little prayer for you. Another little I, charming I, moment there for Rupert. Yeah. My face had stank on it. Like, just stank <laughs> face this whole movie. I'm just like, and here's the thing. So we'll get into our pop ratings, like you said, Eric. Uh, I'll go first this time. I never do. Um, I never wanted to see this movie. I never just had a desire to see this movie. All I knew was the, of course, famous uh, dinner scene. But mm. I say a little prayer for you. Uh, that's all I knew. I'm so glad I've seen this now because now I have something to make fun of when I'm down and out. Um, this movie is a total waste of time. Characters are one dimensional. Um, nobody looks good. Uh, meaning not physical looks just like as human beings, nobody looks good. Um, (laughs) there are, there are, there are characters in here that are not developed. There are characters in here that are, are, don't even need to be here. They're just background filler characters that don't make any sense. Um, I hate that everybody's stupid besides Julia Roberts because she's so mean. And I also hate the fact that she gets away with murder. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, like James Gandolfini, right? Yeah. He's, 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 he's a bellboy, right? Mm -hmm. Right. He's just like, Hey, you don't smoking. And she's like, I don't care about your rules. I'm a renegade. And he's like, okay, I'll smoke with you. What? Paul Giamatti, by the way. Paul Giamatti, sorry, thank you, not James Gandolfini. Paul Giamatti, but my but my point of saying that is the reason why I'm so upset with her on that is because this is a character that really doesn't learn any lessons. Because I don't think uh, Michael and Cameron Diaz are ever going to stay together. They'll get divorced. He'll end up going to Jules. She'll deny him. It'll be a vicious cycle. They're pushing sixty, doing this now. I'm just telling you. Uh, <laughs> Movie's really bad. I think that I think that she thinks of him as a trophy, as something to conquer. And going back to my smart moment, that she just wants to conquer him like she conquers restaurants. So I mean, is it a no bag or is it a small? I think I, I mean like it's definitely not anything else. But um, so for this kind of movie, entertainment value, I was entertained because I was laughing at the movie. So. We, we we did review Songbird last year, which was the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, it's small. I will I will go with the small. It has something in it that's this is this is a background movie where you're cleaning the house and it's on TBS. So a, a small, not that bad. Uh, Sarah, what is your popcorn rating for my best friend's wedding? I am going to give my best friend's wedding a medium bag. Mm, this yeah. is. Sarah. Hey, hey, hey. You remember last year when we were doing the year of, what, 90s horror movies, and the two of you were giving horrible horror movies like medium and large bags because of the nostalgia factor? That's what I'm doing for this movie. All right. This, I remember the very first time I watched it with my mom. I know that I have watched it multiple times kind of like gina you know half a dozen dozen times or whatever uh you're right it is good background um but you know i laugh at the funny parts i 
maybe tear up once in a while. Uh, I think it is, I think Julia Roberts can, can act. Uh, the, the fashion is so terrible and I love it. Uh, Cameron Diaz's dress at the end is just this like, I, I, I don't even know what to call it. Seamstress threw up all of her fabric into one place. Uh, and it's just so, so bad. It's good. Um, and so, uh, medium bag. Okay. What part of the movie did you tear up on? Um, cause I don't believe you. I'm sorry not, I'm calling okay, you not, out, but I just don't understand. this time, but in the past, um, I think it was when Julia Roberts is giving her speech and she gives their song to them as their first dance. It could be also the uh, Rupert Everett actually has a good moment in here when he's when he's being dropped off at the airport by her after visiting the family. Where, again, he's the voice of reason where it's just like, you know, say it, Jules. Like, tell him. Mm-hmm. And if he says no, then kiss him goodbye. That's what you came here to do. And, like, a very human moment there. So he gives those pieces in, in there as well. I'm just going to okay. go into mine here. I'm just going to say small bag out the start. Listen, real quick, uh, this movie's nothing special. It's if There are way better Julia Roberts movies out there uh, for rom-coms. This mm-hmm. one's just fun. You know, hour 45 um little bits of comedy here little bits of comedy there it's just kind of hard to watch somebody just you know hurt themselves after a while but listen um it's not her fault uh, um so small bag for the movie her hair large bag obviously as always like that thing is just i'm staring at her hair more than anything else in this movie uh that baseball scene where you know she's giving off the drinks hair is looking gorgeous it's uh, it was shiny so it's a is a shampoo commercial that's what i was looking at so that's um that's what I was. That's really what I was looking at. Was Julia Roberts' hair? Like, yeah, it's messy. Did she do it? it it's it's. Is done. it because you're jealous at how big it is, and your hair doesn't do that? How do I get that volume? That's what I, I want to know. You know, it's just like, um. But I, again, it's it's nothing special. It's like another rom com that kind of comes out there. But there's so many other ones that better ones that that have come out during this one. It's just that Rupert Everett made this one and he's a delight. I really actually I haven't seen this movie in a while and rewatching it, he's still just as fun to watch um as he was the first time, really. But um overall the movie's not really special enough to remember anything else. Did you just ask if it was I mean like isn't that part of the question of is it real or is it Maybelline, right? Is is that those commercials? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what you're asking? Well I don't have to ask with her. Oh my God. I'm disgusted in your choices. What for my my That's small okay. bag? I gave it the same as you. I know, but just I'm just who cares? If this you're movie. looking for a Julia Roberts movie that's better in the same time period, go for Notting Hill. I don't even know what that's about, but I'm sure we'll get into that later. Because I don't look. I I I don't like those movies. I don't seek those movies out. You I'm have so, a wife. Yeah, I don't watch them. I'm in the garage drinking beer. Maybe you should watch them. No. Maybe, no. Yeah. No. How about how about no? Because we got a movie next month that I'm really excited for. Me too. My, in my opinion, the greatest movie of all time. Oh. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. That one. That's that's true. Eric's really um, looking forward to it. He needs to. He needs to because guess what? His heart will go on. Oh, Tease, I'm so teaser. excited. 
Yes, sir. Yeah, Don't worry. I won't share the story that Eric has heard a thousand times on air because I'm not going to do that to him. He doesn't deserve that. Thanks, thanks, buddy. No problem. Anybody, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Listen to this great time. I had a great time. I don't know how this episode was going to go. Uh, this episode went splendidly. This was fun. And if you guys like this episode, like always, download us wherever you get your podcasts from and check us out on all social media platforms. But Eric and Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. And Sarah, we'll be talking to you in a few weeks for another episode of our Year of Love series. But Eric, like always, I'll talk to you next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.